welcome back to another episode of A Dad and His PC. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, last week, we talked about Spider-Man and the remastered PC port, and I talked about my hands-on time with it so far. That hands-on time has only continued into this week and into pretty much the rest of the fall, more than likely. And it's still a blast. I'm still continuing to learn new things and try to get better. I've, I've enjoyed the level scaling, and it has maintained that scale, uh, like an, a balanced scaling. I, I am no longer the ultra super awesome hero. It is getting a little bit tougher, and that's been enjoyable. It hasn't just ramped up, so that's been great. Um, and then we are also kind of getting into that time of the year where I am running out of time. It's, it's baseball is starting to ramp up and the reality of my life is starting to ramp up and I do plan to put out an entire year's worth of podcasts, 52 straight. So I'm not going to skip one. It's just, I've, it, the reality of life is starting to set in and trying to figure out when and where I'm going to record to make this work and how I'm going to kind of cut this probably into pieces and not try to do this all in one big stream of consciousness in one day. Uh, this week, though, we're going to you know talk about the difficulties that come with trying to play games as someone that's got a shoot, I'd say 80 to 90 hour a week job. We're going to look at uh, my hands-on time with Warhammer 3 with the Immortal Empires beta and kind of go into my love of strategy games and as I slowly embrace dadhood and, and you know, history and all things tactics and, and military because that's apparently something that happens once you get over 30 and are a parent, you suddenly have this deep desire to understand the military geniuses of people in case you are ever called into duty. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about my hands on time so far with uh, Total War Warhammer 3 and Immortal Empires beta. I'm not trying to play the the, the actual campaign. I want to just play Immortal Empires and conquer the largest map I've ever seen. And after that, we've got some updates, kind of see what's coming on down the pipeline in September and kind of get prepared for things that I've seen and, and games that I'm interested in um, that you know you might want to check out. And that's pretty much the show today. I kind of want to Focus on a few things that I'm really passionate about. Uh, still throwing out feelers for interviews. I hope to get some of those soon. You know, the more uh, people that listen to the show, the easier it'll be to convince someone to, to show up and, and join and be a part of it. So um, if you do hear this, please try to share it. I know it's not perfect, and hopefully it's been getting better every week. And I uh, hope you're enjoying what you've been listening to. But let's get into our first part today and kind of talk about how as a dad and things are getting uh, tougher with time and it's getting a little harder to play. Okay. Something that I wanted to talk about this week. That's a little different than normal as opposed to talking about new releases or upcoming games. I mean, we all know that saints rose out and we all know that there's stuff coming out pretty soon. Like the, the new Harry Potter Hogwarts, uh, game and so there's a lot of cool stuff coming that I can get to next week but I thought something interesting to talk about would instead kind of be the the hardest part of gaming right now for me which is time um, one of the things that I have like again this isn't my job neither is is gaming as much as I would love it to be 
it's not. And uh, the hardest part of this is finding the time to actually get to enjoy my one and really favorite hobby. And, you know, with a full-time job, I'm for those of you that don't know, I'm a teacher. If, if you haven't been paying attention, I, I am a teacher. I teach at the high school level. I am also a baseball coach. And those jobs, when combined, equal to something around, I don't know, 60 hours to 70 hours a week in the off season, And I'm pushing 80 and during the baseball season when the games start and all that stuff kind of kicks in. And, you know, the, the hardest part is that you don't, you know, with a teacher, the work goes with you every day, right? So you're, you're working there, you're grading, you're doing assignments, you're teaching a lesson, you're doing all the stuff that we all remember when we went to school. But the biggest thing is then going home and then you've got the grading, you know, right now I've got just thinking about it. I have 120 to, uh, assignments to grade just from one assignment. I've got a test grade that's due by next Friday. And so I'm going to start having those start to get dumped in soon. And so what starts as a normal uh, day, which for me starts at like 5.45 in the morning, it goes until at least 5.15, when I finally leave school right now in the fall because it's off-season baseball. So we're just doing standard practice and a little bit of after-school stuff. But, you know, my day ends at about 5.30. Then I've got about an hour commute home. So I get home in time for dinner, maybe go to the gym. Uh, get some exercise in trying to keep losing that weight and, and get healthy. And uh, then I got a grade. And next thing you know, it's nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I got to go to sleep, do it again. And when the weekend rolls around, I still have stuff to do. I still have to grade, still have to plan out the next few things and, and finding those hours. Cause the worst thing that I, I hated was, was finding 45 minutes to play. And then, you know, there's three or four hours work, always having to break it up and break it up. If I sit down to play, I want to be able to devote hours forward into it, like in at least a couple hours, maybe three or four if I'm lucky. And this is one of those things where as I've gotten older and more responsibilities, it's gotten harder. You know, the the coaching thing, I, I come home tired. It's one of the funniest things about, you know, a little side aside here is with, with dating as well as a single parent is that is that you meet these girls on dating apps or you meet them out in at, at a bar or some other place and you talk about stuff and, and a lot of them when they're my age they have careers that involve being indoors all day every day for the entire week and so they are from nine to five or eight to whatever in some kind of office with you know fluorescent lights and so all the things they want to do on the weekends are go on what they call adventures where they're out walking the trail or doing all the things because they don't get to go outside all week. Well, I'm one of the lucky ones. I, with coaching, I'm outside and I love it. I love baseball, played baseball in high school and college and, and it's a blast. So I get to go outside every day. I get to have nature and all the fun things that come with it. Um, being out in the sun and exercising and, and, and coaching up these players and having a great time. Right. So, all of those things that people are looking for, I'm not trying to do that again on the weekend. And so that's why I have video games. But the other side of that is that with coaching comes um, cutting video. We're not, we're, we're a different program than most. Most high school programs aren't really trying to take care of all their kids as much as we do. And, and we promise to treat these kids like they were our own kids to those parents as they come to parent meetings. We actually mean it. 
you know, we're cutting up their highlight films and sending them out to colleges. We're setting them up with, with, uh, college recruiting pages and how to set up their stuff. If they need a YouTube page, if they need all the extra stuff that comes with it, um, we're doing everything we can to prepare these kids for the next level if they want to do that. And you know, that eats up hours in, you know, literal hours. There are times where I will get up at six in the morning on a Saturday when we're in season, we go to practice from about eight to about noon, um, with weightlifting and then regular baseball practice and then head home. And from about two in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night, I might be cutting up highlight films, preparing breakdowns for our next, uh, opponent. And well, there goes Saturday and now we're into Sunday and, and Sunday has to, you know, there's family time and all that stuff that goes into it too. And these are all things you don't think about when you're a kid, a teenager, a 20 year old, and you're thinking you're just going to get to play video games forever. And, and it just doesn't happen. It's so sporadic. Like it, the moments right now in the fall where I have this free time, cause I am actively scheduling free time so that I can have some kind of hands-on time with stuff to talk about it on this show is, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of effort. My life is incredibly scheduled. It's, it's something that, 15 year old me would find shocking because I was never the person that would have a, a schedule or a plan or any of that stuff. Now I need to know what we're doing in advance by at least 48 to 72 hours. Um, it's, it's the, the idea of a spontaneous date with a significant other terrifies me because it will cut into my planning. I've planned stuff out days in advance because it's the only way that it works. And so again, I have to schedule gaming. Like as I'm recording this right now, my plan was to play more Total War Warhammer 3 so I could have even more information. Um, but as I try to record this segment, I can't. I, I had other stuff to do that got in the way. Um, and again, this isn't a, a complaint. I, I enjoy coaching. Teaching is fine. It's not the uh, job I planned on having out of college. It's, it's a job of convenience, which allowed me to be in my uh, daughter's life. Um, I am a single parent. Her mother and I didn't get married. So uh, the only way I could stay in her life and not take some opportunities that involved me moving to New York or moving to Washington, D.C. was to become a teacher. And so I'm, you know, it's, a, it's fine. It allows me to coach, and I love coaching baseball. I love being a part of the program that we are a part of. And so it's just, it's incredibly time consuming. It, there's no other way to put it. And then that comes into also, um, being a single dad, you know, the other part of this is that I don't want to be the kind of parent that, that ever seems to her that I'm not fully engaged and fully involved. And the whole thing about playing video games, I don't play them when she's here. I've never done it while she's here. Um, you know, when she was real little, we could play together because I would just hand her a controller and we'd play a little bit. I'd be playing on the games and she would just be fiddling around with the controller thinking she was playing and it was great. But as she's gotten older, it's been about doing stuff together. She plays sports. She wants to go shopping. She wants to be social. She wants to go do all that sort of stuff. And so we go do things. There, there isn't a time where we're not going to do stuff, even as, if it's as simple as spending time together running errands. But I will never play video games while she's around. And when you are trying to be good at stuff like Apex or Warzone or games where you have this commitment where you have to play consistently in order to maintain your edge, in order to maintain adjustments, learn new maps, learn new guns, learn new adjustments, 
The only way you can do that is to play it week after week after week, hour after hour after hour, and you have to put invest a lot of time in it. And again, I'm never going to do that. It, it's This all may sound like a complaint. It's all just kind of one of those things that you never think about when you're younger. And um, again, this is my one hobby. You know, I don't consider watching TV or going to the movies a hobby, but playing video games is for me. It's the most fun I will ever have as far as entertainment. I'm not the biggest movie guy anymore. Uh, TV shows, if I choose to sit and watch, it's fine. But it's going to be something that I, it's got to be something I can binge, where I can just sit there and just play next episode after next episode. I don't want to invest weeks or months of time into trying to do this, right? So all of this is to say that it's kind of altered the games I'm willing to invest time in as well, right? So I've played more idle games than I ever thought I would play, which, you know, right now on my PC is Idle Champions. It's that Dungeons and Dragons um, idle game that is a lot of fun. It's, it provides a lot of enjoyment. There's a lot of quick and instantaneous feedback. You have plenty of achievements and interesting characters. There's a whole lot of stuff to earn, whether you pay for it or you earn it the old-fashioned way. And so I never thought I'd be the type of person that is consistently playing idle games. I even have one on my phone called Idle Communist. And it is, um, it's essentially a, a, a game where it just counts up. It just runs in the background. It, it has achievements. You're trying to achieve those, those things in as fast a period of time as possible. And then you move on it, it but it, it has an entertainment value for me that most idle games don't. So those are two things that I'm constantly playing. I've got a lot more mobile games than I ever thought I ever would simply because they are quick, easy, you can jump in, you can do some stuff and then jump back out, but it never changes, right? So it's there's a routine to it. And because like I said, I have so much routine and planning in my day, having that in those games is a lot of fun. I I have become solitaire person. I can't believe I'm actually saying that out loud, but I am a solitaire person again. And I've got one on my phone that has all these different versions of solitaire and it just keeps a daily counter of every time you've logged in and every time you've played, which I never thought that would be me 20 years ago. I never thought that'd be me. Um, but here we are, you know, I've got to find ways to find entertainment in that regard. Um, games like Spider-Man Remaster that I'm playing, what's made it so great is that it is, there's a million things to do. So I can play it for an hour and actually do a ton of things and feel accomplished. Like I didn't just play to waste time. I played and I did some stuff. Maybe it was just clearing up some thug missions or some demon missions or getting some collectibles, but I did something. Even if I didn't progress the story, I managed to do stuff, be engaged, have a ton of fun, pretend to be a superhero. Um, I've fallen into playing more and more solo games that doesn't involve being a multiplayer. The, I'm, I've gone further and further away from playing multiplayer games like Warzone, like Apex, like any of that stuff. Uh, I mean, I might get into Rumbleverse simply because it seems like a very simple solo player mass online game. But for the most part, I've gotten away from those things because it requires maintaining those relationships and consistently playing. Instead, I'm playing more solo and one-on-one -on -one games and um, you know single-player games like Total War. And I'm not trying to play online with Total War. I'm playing just to play against the AI, whether I am just trying to kill time 
and really get engaged and, and, and have quick games by playing it just on easy mode. Again, easy mode is underrated. People trying to play to be the best player on the planet, congratulations, but only one person gets to be the lord of total war. The rest of us should just be trying to have fun. But, you know, or maybe I want the actual challenge and I put it up to legendary or very hard. And, you know, but it's it's a ton of investment into a game that has a routine. There are steps. And you, that's kind of where my life as a gamer has gone is that I don't have a ton of time for it anymore. So when I do have that time, I need to make the most of it. And it's really changed the types of games and the stuff I'm willing to put time into and what I look for. I'm looking for now more interesting games. I'm not necessarily looking for the biggest titles. I've put more time into finding good indie games than I've ever thought I would put time into before. And it's all simply because I have maybe two to three hours in an entire weekend to figure out what to play or what to do. And... I need to choose wisely. I cannot have any kind of slip-ups. I can't have time where this is supposed to be my one fun thing and I'm not having a good time while I play. Um, the other day, I stopped playing Apex. I loved Apex Legends. Even as the game got more and more popular, it was still um, one of my favorite, if not, my, if not the favorite of the, that style of shooter and that style of game. And one day I was just playing with my brother and one thing went wrong and I just stopped. I just shut down. I didn't rage. I just quit playing and I just accepted that. I was like, look, this isn't for me anymore. I'm washed. I'm never going to be as good as I used to be. I need to just accept that, move on, play a different game. And so I immediately got rid of that and instead reinstalled the Mass Effect trilogy so on, on Origin so that I can start playing that because it is an excellent single-player game with plenty of stuff to do and plenty of things to um, get accomplishment and get that good feeling again over uh, just a couple hours of gameplay. You'd only have to play for a couple hours, and you can accomplish plenty in Mass Effect in any of the three games without even having to follow the main story. So um, that's kind of where I am, and it's it's an interesting place that I never thought I would get to. I always figured I would I would have the kind of job that would allow me to be able to do what I wanted in terms of my own free time, and and that's the part they don't tell you about being a teacher and a coach. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but there is a massive time investment, and you should probably all go thank your high school teachers or say you're sorry because there is a massive investment in the success of the students that requires taking up a ton of time and so i don't have the best work-life balance but um i at least find the time to do at least the one hobby that i like and i've added this as something else to do now that i'm done with grad school and you know it's it's been a blast i'm enjoying doing this every week and you know, this is kind of eating into the gaming time, but I at least get to talk about gaming. So there it is. Like it's, it's in the same realm at least. So sorry for this little mini rant, but I just felt that this was the kind of thing that, that doesn't get shared a lot. Um, everybody tries, regardless of where they are to, to tell you about how awesome it is and how they have all the time in the world to do this. And you should just, you should try to do these things. And it just seems so judgmental to me. And instead I would just say that, you know, as you get older, you, you just learn how to enjoy your favorite things a little differently. 
And that's where I am. I'm learning to enjoy my favorite thing a little differently. So with that being said, uh, next segment, we're going to come back and talk about my hands-on time with uh, the Immortal Empires beta and kind of how I am absolutely enthralled again with the Total War franchise and specifically Warhammer 3. Okay, so let's get to some actual gaming stuff, some actual uh, hands-on time and talk about a certain game. And and, uh, what I've got going besides Spider-Man is Total War Warhammer 3, a game that I bought and intentionally didn't play until the inevitable, you know, Mortal Empires or Immortal Empires patch showed up, and it finally did. And to say that this game is gorgeous would be an understatement. I am actually able uh, to enjoy this realm for once. It doesn't look bland or drab. You know, some people criticize the cartoony nature of it, but I always felt that it was impressive to look at. It actually looks like a living world, and that's important to me with the whole immersion thing. Uh, trying to enjoy everything about this game. And so uh, I jumped in with a bunch of different races. I, I tend to uh, cheese a little and I'll be an empire. I'll be Karl Franz or I'll be dwarves. I will be uh, high elves or I'll be um, the greenskins. I, I, I either try to play very aggressive with my uh, troops. So playing like the greenskins and just trying to be a big rolling thunder of a of, of a conquering horde or i'm i'm more st- uh late if i feel like wanting to be more laid back and turtle i'll play units that are more range based and more magic and range based that aren't about uh immediately going for stuff and instead building and building towards your your high tier troops so um right now kind of just looking at at the game as i'm playing as Tyrion, i'm kind of looking at stuff that i get to enjoy and and some of the things that have been great is the combat's been smooth um it's balanced as hell in terms of the rock paper scissors nature of everything where you know spear beats uh beats cav and uh archers beat heavy like they're all the little 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 things are still there and they're great so um axe beats spear sword beats uh sword beats axe or or is it no it's axe beats sword sword beats spear spear beats um uh, spear beats cav that sort of stuff and and it's been balanced as hell which is great because one of the issues with warhammer 2 towards the end was it was getting overly imbalanced and a lot of the things they were trying to add to the game made it incredibly difficult for example grimgore basically with the ai being able to conquer the entire southern half of the map because all of the other green skins are around him and that that whole who's the toughest uh, perk where if he defeats them, they automatically confederate. So he just had to beat a legendary lord to suddenly get all their land and it would just happen randomly. And so next thing you know, Grimgore's got the largest army in the world and you're still on turn 40 trying to build up two armies. He's got 17. It gets something ridiculous. So uh, having that cleaned up has been fantastic um we'll get to the 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 bare bones of it and one of the worst things about uh the warhammer 2 and warhammer 1 was the uh weird nature of their diplomacy section it was almost like they were wanting you to essentially just try to conquer everything don't try to do diplomacy or work trade routes or any of that stuff instead just try to conquer who cares so it wasn't the most well done 
that's completely changed. They took all of the great things of uh, their other Total War series. Specifically, they uh, they took a lot of what worked from Three Kingdoms. Three Kingdoms gets a lot of crap, and deservedly so. But their diplomacy um, was fantastic. That entire diplomacy system was fantastic. And uh, once they took that and put it into this game, everything is more balanced in diplomacy as well. It, you get to actually see the odds of how things are going to work. How much do you have to do to, what do you have to do to compensate for it? So there's actually an incentive to perform diplomacy before you would just ignore it because it was just a giant pain in the ass. Now there are actual, you can see the plus and minuses of completing deals. And that's, that's a huge incentive to actually trying to play that way instead of trying to, essentially play god king conqueror because not everybody wants to do that or is good at that not every uh race you pick in this game is a, a, a kind of steamrolling conquering monster you know the some of them have to have a slow build and you need to utilize diplomacy to do that and so i'm glad that that's finally fixed at least for mortal empires it looks like it's pretty well handled um the um combat system as far as the being able to cheese, there's still some holes. I mean, you, any, you watch any to, uh, Lord of Total War video on YouTube and he can still find the, the exploits and things like that. But for the most part, those are all gone. They're, they're kind of minor things that, yeah, the, the devs will eventually get to it when it's out of beta. But they've got bigger fish to fry as they try to just keep a game smooth. Um the map is massive. I thought the China map was huge. I thought that was going to be the biggest map they could ever produce. And instead they've made this one, which I think is twice the size of the China map, or at least one and a half times. There is so much land to conquer. Now, um, they've utilized a lot of stuff that lets you know exactly what you have, where the actual main bases are, the actual um, what you might need to conquer versus and actually hold versus, you know, just... Um, trying to guess like you would in Warhammer 2. You actually have a clear um, view on the map that you've opened up, that you've actually explored already, what you need to go get. And so that's helpful as well. Everything with the color coordination. They got rid of the all red. When, when this game was first released, all that, the, the all red, everything, um, with with everything just kind of being like a, you have the shade of blue, yellow, and the tech tree instead. But it was all red, and it was all very, very blood-colored, and it was very hard to kind of, and muddy. Like that, That's the one thing I've never expected from a Total War game is, is having unclear tables and unclear things to use. And so the taking the overly bright and overly huge tones from Warhammer 2 into this now with the new patch has been great. I know exactly what I need to do with each hero. Um, just looking at, at Tyrion, you know, I've played with friends, I've played with uh, Grimgore, and the tech tree is simplified. It is in the sense that you know um, it's much clearer which way you need to go with the heroes that you have, which way you want to play. It's streamlined, and so that's great. Um, the utility system with magic items and ciliaries and being able to fuse and salvage and do all that stuff that's uh fantastic as well it, it, it kind of helps making your inventory kind of um you know have what you need as opposed to just carrying stuff and being a hoarder so that's great uh the game has been 
I guess the one main issue I've had is is that you start off with 275 uh, armies or, or uh, factions in this game. In the Immortal Empires part, there's 275. And so every turn I've had with the early game, so we're talking the first 30 to 40, maybe 50 turns, there's a long wait in between every single turn. Eventually you know, the minor factions start getting conquered significantly as the major factions make their headway. But there are just so many, and, and it's such a slog. Even when you try to fast-forward each turn, it is a slog to get to your next turn. And, you know, in the early game, when you've got one, maybe one and a half armies, and you're just slowly trying to build your your economy, it takes so long to get to those moments that it's brutal you know uh it it, that does weigh the game down i kind of wish there were a lot fewer of those minor factions i would rather the major factions held more land initially for with instead having roughly 150 to 200 of of the starting factions in, in in this immortal empires uh type gameplay than 275 like if we could cut out a third of them that'd be great to to you know a, a half no more not more than a half no at least a third of them they could just be gone um this game each turn will go a lot faster uh the secondary traits or the secondary way the micromanaging i should say the micro version of playing each race i'm not a very big micro uh type player i don't play skaven i don't play anybody that requires a lot of micro and which is ironic because i will play as empire and I hate the elector counts. I hate that stuff. I hate it so much. I just want to conquer all of them and not deal with them. It is stupid. And and But I don't, for the most part, any race that requires a lot of micromanaging, I don't play. But I do enjoy that it's been streamlined. I do think that that's great. That might be the kind of thing that helps a player like me uh, play one of those, those types of groups. Um, but even the players where it's more macro... And you're mostly focusing on things like with the high elves, the intrigue at court. Everything is streamlined, so that's fantastic. Uh, it is a smooth... I don't want to say it's a dumbed-down game. Like, that's not at what it is at all. Um, it is just, uh, again, more efficient so that both the most more, more experienced players, they can really take advantage of it, and everything kind of goes a little faster, which is great for an experienced player. You're not caught off guard. You are trying to go faster, whereas... For a novice or someone who's kind of jumping in maybe late into this series, it's not so overwhelming or intimidating that you are willing to branch out and try new things. So that's amazing. Certain groups or certain legendary heroes or legendary lords, they have to stay in the same thing. So so Tyrion's obviously in Lothran and and Karl Franz starts at the exact same point. He would always, whether it was Empire, uh, Warhammer 1 or 2, and... Uh, but because of the massive map and because there are so many legendary lords now, they are able to spread everyone out. So, for example, I don't play as Vlad von Karstein if I play Vampire Counts. I play as Manfred. I enjoy playing as him more than, than Vlad. I always have. Um, well, now, instead of basically putting him right next to Vlad and having to conquer or deal with that immediately... You can you are instead transported to a completely different section of the map. You're nowhere near Vlad, and so that's awesome. There are a lot of instances like that with these uh, legendary lords that they have characters all over the place, and so you aren't necessarily playing in an area that is maybe 
as easy as it used to be in the past. Um, the biggest example I've seen for that is Grimgore. They, in order to nerf the whole Grimgore, can become a steamrolling problem. Uh, they've got him out of uh, range of a lot of other uh, orcs. They just moved him away from a lot of the other legendary orcs, and so he's got to go find them to confederate and conquer, but there's a lot of stuff in the way. So that's another great thing they've done with this. And so I'm having a blast. Um, Spider-Man and Warhammer 3 are probably going to be my games of the fall. They're going to be the games that I'm plowing through the most. Uh, I'll occasionally still pick up maybe an indie game or two and, and you know burn a weekend through on it. But uh, the majority of my free time is going to be spent playing these two games. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've become a you know military tactic nerd, and I don't know what it is or what triggers in my brain. As now that I'm a 36 year old dad, it just kind of happens. Something, some kind of thing just switched, uh, uh, it just turned on, and it you know it was slowly starting as I was becoming and subscribing to pages on YouTube or, uh, that are essentially military history video. Uh, pages and even fake military history video pages uh, like kings and generals and, and wizards and warriors um, you know history buffs the movie uh, the history movie review page like there are a whole bunch of stuff that one day I just started watching this stuff all the time and the history stuff on YouTube all the time and so I've become a military nerd in that regard um, and and so games like this are a, a lot of fun you get to kind of pretend like you know what you're doing in in that sense because i know i don't i have no clue but at least i get to pretend like i do and so it's a lot of fun and i get to um enjoy uh a million different ways of playing it and for once with warhammer 2 i can make the effort to use diplomacy i can do a lot of the stuff you would do in in rome uh rome 2 and in the Three Kingdoms game where you can genuinely get incredibly powerful just through diplomacy without having to build or conquer a lot of stuff. And instead you can play it a little slower and that's always something great. I think that that's a fantastic addition to this game. And I haven't even touched the main campaign. I haven't touched either of them. I've never seen the point. I didn't really play much of the main campaign on uh, Warhammer 2. And this is really what I wanted. I wanted just the big open sandbox and to be able to do as much as I could for as long as I could. And it's been great. I was worried. I was concerned because it was a whole bunch of stuff they were going to just throw into this sandbox. And it looks like it's pretty good out the box. This is in beta. I, I mean, this is an easy eight and a half, nine out of 10. They're going to be doing minor stuff and minor tweaks over the next few months. And that's great. But um, I don't see any issues with this whatsoever. I've run into nothing. And I've all I've done is try to just speed run up to turn 30 or turn 40 with as many different groups as I could. Just looking for stuff and trying to find things to complain about. Because I'm, I'm being overly positive and I don't really, I'm not really that kind of person. And yet I'm finding it more and more difficult. There are certain things that have been annoying, but they haven't been bad it's just been hmm that's an interesting choice by the ai there but nothing that's been a glaring glitch so far i haven't run into anything um so that's fantastic i've i'm eagerly awaiting for this to be cleared from beta 
and completely and totally open for us when they're done and all they've got to do is patch to make it a little bit more fun and maybe user-friendly. But it's been a blast. It's been as much fun as I can have over the last 15 hours of gameplay that I've, I've put in. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for this game, what future DLC is going to be coming out. I don't have the new uh, Lords of Chaos uh, DLC. I don't have that yet, so I have no idea what that adds to this game. But that'll be something I probably get in the ne- in the coming weeks as uh, when my next paycheck comes in. So I'm excited to see that as well. But I'm I'm head over heels for this game. If you can't tell, um, you know, I grant I don't sound the most excited, but I'm not that kind of person. This is this is me excited. If you ever meet me in real life, this is how I sound when I'm excited. Uh, I'm a pretty even keeled person, so I I can't wait to invest even more and more hours. This is this is going to become my new Civ Five, and for anyone that used to play Civ Civilization Five, the whole phrase of one more turn. You know, this is the kind of game where before I know it, it's 1130 at night and I have to get up at 545 in the morning the next day. This is what this game can do for me. And given how much fun I've been having so far, I'm afraid that might actually happen. Luckily, it's Labor Day weekend this weekend, and I'm going to get to have a blast and not only play this, but really invest more time into Spider-Man. So uh, I anticipate having a lot more fun this weekend than normal, and I can't wait to share it with you guys next week. And so there's that. Now then, uh, as far as this show, that's it for for today. I hope you enjoyed what was you know coming your way this week, and you know I, I'm glad I got to share with you kind of one of the issues that runs in that I run into with with gaming as I've gotten older and as I've I've grown up and had more responsibilities. Um, I'm I'm always happy to share my love of the stuff that I like to play. I hope you do as well, or you're at least maybe if you hear this, you're willing to give it a try or at the very least, watch videos on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to bring up kind of trying to find joy with with passivity. So playing games like Fall Guys or Rumbleverse or Idol Champions and even what it's like trying to be a noob in a world where there are uh, competitive Dead by Daylight players and just trying to find the joy in big, huge games that, that millions of people are playing, even though you're never going to be that good. And so I kind of want to talk about that and and just how things are, are changing for me and want to share that with everybody. And so next week, that's kind of what's on the plate. going to talk about new games coming out and usual, you know, and I will bring up kind of where I am with Warhammer and Spider-Man. But the focus of the show is going to be about, you know, things like passive fun with Fall Guys where or Idle Champions or Rumbleverse, games like that where you are simply just enjoying the moment and you're not trying too hard to be the greatest player of all time. And, you know, how being a noob at games like Dead by Daylight can be still a ton of fun, especially with the fun community in those games. As always, uh, please subscribe if you're able to, but don't. Remember, I'm not your parents. I'm just a dad and his PC. 